0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Classmates, class of 2019. You look beautiful. The best video you'll see on the internet this week is definitely the last five minutes of this year's commencement address at Morehouse College. On behalf of the eight... Generations of my family who have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. As you probably heard, billionaire investor Robert Smith ended his half-hour speech by telling the graduating class he was going to pick up the tab on their college tuition. And my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. (laughs) This announcement was so unexpected It took a couple of seconds for the crowd to respond. When they did, they started chanting MVP. I mean, I watched it and I thought this is super delightful, especially because he gives this announcement and it really does seem like no one was expecting it. Like there's a guy behind him.
1: The face. The face! It's actually, it's so, I'm surprised I haven't seen more memes of it.
0: Jordan Weissman writes for Slate. He's covered higher education for years.
1: You need to go and look at the speech just because the guy behind Smith, as he realizes what's happening, his smile just perks up and there's just this look of, I mean, it's not even Christmas Day. It's, I don't know.
0: This man's face, it just opens up. He raises his chin, widens his eyes in shock, and then he starts slow clapping.
1: It's so pure and so much happiness. And there's so few good and pure things in this world right now that this this guy's face really is maybe the best thing you'll see this week. <laughs> Certainly better than the Game of Thrones finale that we all just sat through.
0: But a couple seconds later, the video takes a turn. For me, at least.
1: This is my class,
0: 2019. It happens when Robert Smith makes clear he's relieving the debt of this class, but only this class. And I want my class to look at these alumnus, these beautiful Morehouse brothers, and let's make sure every class has the same opportunity going forward. When I was watching, I couldn't help but think how many more kindly billionaires there'd have to be to actually solve the college debt crisis for everyone. I mean, if I was a member of the class of 2020, Yeah. I guess I'd be a little pissed.
1: Possibly, right? (laughs) Why not me? What do I get? what I do? Where's my billionaire? Where's the hell?
0: I talked to Jordan because I wanted to know what might happen next for these Morehouse grads. But I also wanted to talk about what college debt relief might look like for everyone else. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stay with us. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. How much debt does the average Morehouse student carry?
1: It's about twenty six thousand dollars upon graduation. So not
0: insignificant.
1: No, it's not insignificant. Um, you know what's 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 interesting about student debt is is that interesting might be the wrong word here, but you know it's <laughs> what's a great fr- about student what's debt. What's awesome about student debt? What or, what's worrisome about students, I guess I should say is that we're still trying to figure out how it, it shapes people's life decisions and how it how it may actually curb their ability to get a house or dissuade them from going to grad school or constrain their career decisions
0: why is that is that just because it ballooned so quickly why don't we know yeah
1: um yeah, I think to some extent because the problem has become much more severe, you know, in in recent years you've had the combination of more people going to college and more people borrowing because of higher tuition costs, more people borrowing for grad school in particular, it's sort of snowballed. It also it just, you know, it, it wasn't as much a issue on people's radars until Occupy Wall Street. <laughs>
0: Because so, so many of the people there were yeah. saddled with student debt. It,
1: well, obviously, there there hadn't been as many pe- borrowers at that point, right? Like it, it, Millennials were still kind of coming through college. But that was really the moment where activists seized on it. And in a lot of ways, that was when um, you also started hearing a lot more mainstream politicians talk about this as a, as a crisis. Just to think about it, in 2005, Congress passed a bankruptcy bill that made student loans non-dischargeable. Right. Hmm. Or private student loans, non-dischargeable.
0: So you're going to have that for life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like You can't get rid of that debt. That was that was the attitude about student debt in 2005. A few years later, all of a sudden you have this sense of, oh, this is actually a generational issue. Um, This is something that's impacting millions and millions of people. And we don't really know how it changes people's lives because theoretically, back in the day, economists say, well, you're investing in your future. Right. Like you are taking out debt. Now you're paying for school and it's going to pay off later with higher a higher salary or your dream job or whatever.
0: But many other investments you can declare bankruptcy and that debt goes away.
1: Yeah, or there's an asset attached to them, like a house. <laughs> you can sell the house. Um, we're only just beginning to understand, like, well, is this actually a good investment for people for most people? It probably is. But is there a minority who it really, really hurts or it really, you know, um, hampers their life decision making? Possibly. And is it what happens if you get rid of that debt? What what do people thrive? Do more people thrive if they can leave school and and not have to worry about paying off their loans?
0: And what's interesting is right after Morehouse made this announcement that this commencement speaker would be giving away thousands and thousands of dollars to students, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez tweeted. She said, "This is a natural experiment. It'll be interesting to see the different choices these students." Make, and we should study it,
1: yeah. It, she was one of I, I tweeted something similar. Justin Wolfers a famous economist, like tweeted out the name of the paper um what or, paper or, or like his imaginary paper that he, <laughs> he would title it as so so it, what
0: do we already know?
1: Well, so, you know, it's actually interesting. there was there was a paper that just came out like last week, I think, I've got it sitting right here because I'm writing about it. Uh they tried to answer like what happens when people randomly have their student debt forgiven? A while back, a bunch of people basically got their private student loans forgiven in court because uh, the company that had bought them couldn't prove it actually owned had the chain of title. It couldn't prove that they owned the debt. And so the court just said, eh, sorry, it wiped it away. <laughs> and it sounds
0: it, like winning the lottery.
1: Yeah, basically, right? Like these people it was no nothing they had done. Like there was nothing special about them except that this giant corporation had fucked up trying to keep track of loans, and they had bought the debts from like other banks, and it was just a paperwork disaster. And these economists did this very clever paper where they looked at what exactly happened to this group after what, like, what did this do for them? And they found, well, obviously, it made it easier for them to pay down their other debts. Um, you know, <laughs> that when you don't have to worry about student loans, when you have loans. money, yeah,
0: you spend it on other yeah, things. You
1: can you can get yourself into better financial shape. And these were people who were in trouble. Uh, they had defaulted. But beyond that, what they found is this group of former borrowers suddenly became more likely to move and change jobs. And as a result, it seems like their salaries went up because they didn't have this burden.
0: It was something like an extra four grand a year.
1: Yeah, it's like I mean, and that's an average and it it depends on, you know, they call it heterogeneous effect. But so, you know, it's not the same for everyone. But yeah, I mean, average out to about four thousand dollars a year. It's not nothing. And so in that circumstance, we see, okay, well, it helped. This new group of Morehouse students—it's like, well, this is pretty random. You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, not everyone got a billionaire. Um, and it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see how they their futures compare with the class before and the class after them. It's not a perfectly random experiment because obviously the labor market's a bit different than this year than it will be next year or last year. But it's random enough. It's it's a good enough experiment. And it could tell us something about what happens when people get to graduate debt free.
0: Um, I look back at some of your old writing. Yeah. You've advocated for making college almost tuition free for a long time.
1: Yeah. And you've
0: said that actually the data supports it.
1: I, I, I have this like funny track record. I mean, I'm not so back in twenty thirteen, I um I wrote about how the federal government could make public colleges tuition free without spending anything more than they currently did on higher education because we have this bizarre network of subsidies.
0: Yeah, just to explain that. Yeah. What you're basically saying is we spend so much
1: money. Yeah, we have all these tax credits and grants that nobody knows about and a lot of it gets diverted to the private sector and for-profit colleges and I mean, I think the thing to realize about our the way we finance higher education now is that nobody designed this. Nobody said, "Oh yeah, this is this is the system we want. We've we've worked it out. This is how we're going to do it." It's sort of slowly accreted over the years, where it's like, okay, well, you have student loans, and we're going to increase the limits, and we're going to you know, have subsidized loans, and we're going to have non-subsidized loans, and then we're going to have grad school loans. And and then they say, okay, well, we got Pell Grants, and we're going to expand Pell Grants. Bill Clinton's like, oh, I need a middle-class tax cut of some kind. Okay, the American Opportunity Tax Credit, we're going to do that for, for college. So refundable tax cuts also, yada, yada, yada. And you can see it just sort of, we, we slept walked into it. And it's weird. People think of free college as like one of the like most wacko utopian lefty ideas right now. It's actually one of the least expensive. Hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's probably no more than 100 billion a year. The um, idea
0: is that we're spending the money. It's yeah. just the way we're spending the money. Yeah. Isn't necessarily great.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's exactly we're not we don't spend it effectively. Our our higher ed finance system is. um What's the technical word for this? A flaming car wreck. I think is like <laughs> what most people would most people would describe it like, even on the left or right. Um, but yeah, so a, a while back, I sort of wrote this thing, saying like, listen, this is a more rational. We could spend this money more rationally and make college basically free. And I actually wasn't totally sold on that. Idea, Even myself at the time, I was a little bit more of a a mushy technocrat who liked the idea of like means testing everything. It was the Obama era. That was what was in. I was young, impressionable. I took my cues from the president. Um, And over time, I've actually, I've come around more to the idea of free college as sort of a a broader kind of social democratic bargain.
0: I mean, like you wrote, you wrote this article yeah. sort of arguing we can invest more in the public system. It means sort of yeah. giving more money to a University of California, University of Maryland, University of Michigan versus giving a grant so someone can go to Yale or University of Phoenix, which, you know, Yale may not need the money. University of Phoenix, the degree might not be as valuable. Yeah. So we invest in the public system and it creates a more robust system for everyone.
1: Yeah. And there's also this idea um, th- th- that you kind of create a public option for higher ed, right? Like, if, like healthcare. care. If, yeah. If, if the cost of public colleges, if state colleges are much less expensive, that will push down the cost of pri- or at least create price pressure on private colleges as well. To compete. Yeah, exactly. Because if like you can go to University of Michigan for a lot less, all of a sudden Notre Dame looks like. Paying tens of thousands of dollars more for Notre Dame is less appealing. I, I that that's that's one thing. But I you know free college is. I was glad to see Elizabeth Warren and also you know obviously Bernie Sanders put it back on the agenda. Warren's packaged it with uh, student debt forgiveness and this sort of this plan that would forgive up to fifty thousand dollars of of debt for everybody. And the reason she caps it is because a, a fairly large percentage of of student loans belong to grad students who went to law school or medical school. And stand took out a lot of debt, like you know, six figures of debt. And but sta- they're going to make a lot of money. They're probably going to make a lot of money. If you And we don't want to forgive the the debts of people who went to like put a Columbia MBA on, on their tab. And so she has this plan, says, OK, we're going to forgive up to $50,000. And the way she's packaged it with free college, it's like it's a big reset for higher ed. The idea is we kind of messed up. We created this awful system that made no sense. It didn't help anyone. And we're just going to wipe the slate clean, tear the page, whatever, throw it in the shredder, and just redo it. And I think that's it's an interesting bargain. I don't know if it's ever going to appeal to people who just sort of intuitively hate the idea of forgiveness, and there are definitely some people, the ones who are like, "Hey, where's my billionaire right now?" And <laughs> they there, or I paid, you know, the equivalent is sort of like, "Well, I paid my loans. Why shouldn't they pay theirs?" Um, but I think it's sort of saying are bad, we need to redo this whole thing, you know, the last 20 years haven't been great. We need to redo the whole thing and make all the people who's kind of suffered. Then I I think that's at least to me, that seems like the most politically saleable way to do it.
0: And we should we should lay out exactly what Elizabeth Warren's plan is, because it is one of the more articulated plans on the 2020 campaign trail. Yeah. Where my understanding, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is that it makes public four-year colleges, community colleges, trade schools, Tuition free, mm-hmm. and then it also gives this grant, especially to historically black colleges (HBCUs), to sort of offer the ability for them to join this public system.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and then it also has loan forgiveness for people who've gone to private colleges.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's got it's well, really comprehensive. Yeah, so well, the and the HB, the historically black colleges thing is. Um, is interesting because th- that's actually it's a, a tripping point for a lot of people on the free colleges bit, right? Because they, a lot of them are private and basically a lot of historically black institutions would be screwed. <laughs> it's sort of the, that, that's, the that's the long and the short of it. And then, yeah, she has this um, on top of a free college plan. She went where none of the other presidential contenders have yet and proposed student debt forgiveness, which again is something that has been talked about on the left since Occupy.
0: I mean, Republicans argue that if we inject all this money into the college system, it would just encourage colleges to raise their tuition more.
1: Yeah. No, that's a, No, 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 <laughs> so, so this is the thing about when I was talking about how our current higher ed financing system is a complete flaming car wreck. This is the part that people miss. OK, so let me let me get into this. This was actually the part. <laughs> You're like,
0: let me get on my this knife is and at, fork.
1: So when I started writing about the idea of free college, this was actually what motivated it, which is that. Our current system, where we have we we basically have a, a voucher system for higher ed right now, like you know, like the idea of school vouchers. You take we give you money and you go pay for a private school. That's what a huge part of our federal higher education subsidy system is. We give people Pell grants and we say go wherever you want. Go to a for-profit school, nonprofit school, public school, whatever. We give you a loan and say go wherever you want. You'll we'll give you up to fifty-seven thousand dollars for undergrad and as much as you want for grad school, and. One of the effects of this has very obviously been to push up the cost of higher education, uh, push up tuition. Almost everyone at this point pretty much acknowledges that some colleges have raised their tuition because they see all of this money floating around in the form of vouchers.
0: So you're saying we're already doing this? We're already doing
1: this. So the idea is now if you do free college, it's actually sort of a bargain where you say, okay, we're going to pour money into the public system. We're going to Fund it so that students don't have to pay tuition and probably also so that you can like improve your services so community colleges have more to spend on 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 professors and educators and staff and administrators who can help kids graduate. At the same time, we're also going to make requirements for what you charge in tuition. We're going so, to regulate your prices.
0: So that, you can control it more.
1: Yeah, exactly. The entire point is that you're controlling prices. Now that's one of the reasons why just doing student debt forgiveness in mass is probably not a great idea because Actually, that does create what's kind of we call it moral hazard. At that point, schools might say, "Oh, they're probably going to get their debts forgiven anyway at some point. So, what do we care what we charge? It's going to be fine." And then again, it also raises the question of like, what about the people who come in the future who don't, you know, have their debts forgiven? Like, what happens to them? Why does the people who already borrowed get forgiveness? But, you know, what about the people who are going to school now? That's that's why you kind of have to combine it with actual reforms to the system that's in place for for college.
0: What do you if you had your druthers? Yeah. What do you wish Robert Smith had said at this graduation?
1: I kind of wish he said I'm doing all of you a favor or I'm I'm or I'm trying to make some positive change in this community, but it shouldn't be up to me. You know, as much as I loved seeing that guy's face in the Morehouse video is smiling, beaming as he has realizes what just happened. Beatific.
0: Beat- He's like pure joy. Yeah, just like he,
1: sh- he shouldn't have had to be worrying about it in the first place.
0: Yeah. Unless do something bigger
1: Yeah, let's make sure that no one else has to smile that way over that thing. Let's 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 make sure there are no there's no more smiles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no more smiles. Let's not though. But <laughs> let's, let's.
0: Jordan Weisman, thank you so
1: much. Have fun, fun being here.
0: It is so fun to have you here every time. Thank you. Jordan Weisman is a writer here at Slate. He covers economics and higher education. And that's the show. If after listening to this, you are going to Google around for more information about Robert Smith, just make sure you're Googling the right Robert Smith. You're looking for the one who's a billionaire, not the one from The Cure.
1: (laughs) No, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. If
0: Robert Smith of The Cure showed up at Morehouse and was like, debt free everyone.
1: (laughs) Also free makeup
0: tutorials. What Next is hosted by me, Mary Harris, produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon and Ethan Brooks. We'll be back tomorrow